today's episode, we continue our talk about Leko Lakai Ligli's. Like I found mm-hmm. myself, you know, on a Saturday or randomly throughout the day or randomly throughout the week playing compound music so my kids could stay connected. Um, we, we, we do got to do a little bit better. I'm going to be honest about um, speaking Creole a little bit more. Um, and I love the fact that my kids are way more interested in it. Like Jay today was like, mommy, how do you say this? Mommy, how do you say oh, this? Listen, Jason, my kids are, my kids are the same way that. too. Jason and Kaylee, both Kaylee. Like I, the thing is like me speaking Creole is usually when I'm getting frustrated with them. I'm like, girl, go sit somewhere. I she don't go this. So she knows what that means when I'm out purposely say stuff like go brush your teeth go take a shower so she was, she went and told my mom she's like I know how to speak Creole now and my mom was like oh yeah she's like yes grandma I know how to speak Creole so then I'm like she's like mommy say the word say the word <laughs> say the word so I can show grandma that I know how to say it so she like they are very interested in saying and in, in learning and learning the um learning um the language but I I know I told myself that the way that I learned the language and the way so, I was able to learn the language, come on, come on. speak the language, Everybody. the way I was able Where was to, it? Where all was of that it? was l'église, was l'église. church. Church is what was the reason that I felt even more connected to the What's culture. What's that thing called, okay? That's Sunday what? That's Sunday's Our hymn book. If you wanted to sing along with what was going on, you had to you had to follow these words. Follow along. You had to follow along. And that's how you were able to know singing these hymns is what got me to learn how to read in Creole. That's what got me to learn how to understand Creole a little bit more so I can listen to these compound music or, and listen to the words and understand what they're saying. That is what connected me to the culture because the thing about Haitian churches is that when they come, when Haitian churches come here, when the Haitian churches come, when they come here, they they're not they're not switching up, they're not Americanizing what their churches were. They bring Haiti here, so you get the Haitian experience here. You get what church looked like if you leave what church looked like in Haiti. They come here. They come here with the same songs. They come here with the same type of different ministries or groups. They 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 mimic the same outfits that they wore in Haiti. So you get a little bit of the culture. And as much as we as Haitian Americans are like, man, this is boring. Can we just have, can we, can we throw some hill song in here? Can we throw some whatever? And they're like, no, this is this is our culture, and this is how. I've learned so much about the Haitian culture was through church. No, no. Um, I think we all can agree because I was right there with you in the pews with my mom, Shunis, and and I would open up the pages. And I still remember the first Haitian song I learned how to sing Shunis Venkat. Venkat. Oh, I forgot how they used to say it because there's so Creole. many sections. The little white section. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything to me. That was the first Haitian song that I remember. I finally was able to read every single word on the page and I felt so proud of myself. And like you said, it was through those um, hymn, um, those hymn pages in the hymns um, or the hymnal is when um, it's how I learned, how I learned to um, read Creole. And, yeah. and, and, um, and I remember growing up in the Haitian church um, and I know <laughs> I laugh because oftentimes <clears throat> when I think about the Haitian church, I chuckle because I love my Haitian church because yeah. I, I, to this day, okay, there's some worship songs. Listen, you can't, you can't, they only hit the way they, some, hit, some, it just, it just hit different, the way they it hit, hit different. They went in, hit, 
in Creole, you might as well just say stop singing. You don't no. you don't need no instrument playing. Yes. I, I yes. There's just certain Haitian songs. Even that, like my mother-in-law, she would come to our house sometimes and she would hear some of the mixes, like some of the Haitian praise and worship mixes going on. She's mm-hmm. like jamming. She's like, what y'all know about this? And my husband would be like, that's all Jasmine. That's all Jasmine. Because <laughs> the way some of these songs hit. But I I was chuckling before because I just remembered like growing up some of my struggles with the Haitian church. As Kay was saying how sometimes, you know, the Haitian church would come and they're replicating, you know, the similar worship experience back home but then here's the thing you now have these immigrant parents now raising american kids and you know we're sitting in church and we're like i don't know what they're talking about like don't let me come on another sunday where the the preacher's speaking in french and i'm like i'm done oh they can't yeah because i listen i i got you with the creole but now when you're doing french you lay it with the french and that's and that's that's like a that's an issue in haiti period like you know the elite singing i mean learn not that it's something's wrong with it but like everybody having it in french but everybody is not getting that lesson in french and i just remembered some of the things that i struggled with and i think um okay what you know growing up in my haitian church i think they some of them may have said i was a bit of a rebel a bit, I, huh? I was, a bit, I was a, a bit. bit. I was, okay. I was. Is that the word? Is that the word that we're using? A bit. I don't think I was a bit of a rebel. I just think I was very different. <laughs> um, I, I, I spoke my mind, but always with respect, right, Kay? I would think always with respect, always very with respect. respect. But I just was very opinionated, and I still remember when it came time for my baptism. I didn't think I was going to get baptized, <laughs> not because I didn't know the questions. Not, why are you laughing? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Because in our Haitian church growing up, because as you all know, Kay and I went to the same um, Haitian Baptist church growing up. And we stayed at this church until we all pretty much got married. And mm-hmm. so um, the way our church works, um, as most Haitian churches, you want to get baptized, you actually have to take a baptism class that you're in for like months. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you take a test. <laughs> and then you got to stand before the entire church and they do. Does anybody have any fault with this member um, to, to make sure that this person is in good standing? To, this for is crazy stuff, man. Now that I think about it, like now I'm thinking, I forgot about that. Now that you take, I'll, I'll take some of that stuff because for me, I'm, I'm now at the stage of my life that teaches accountability and community. But I still remember that one time where I really thought I was not going to get baptized because I had asked, I had asked the, a baptism teacher a question about pants and girls wearing pants. And I'm, I was very much like a pants wearer. And um, I was like, well, show me where, I know where it says in scripture, but that's not God and blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, kind of being like, um, just kind of like kind of going against the grain on that a little bit to the point that um, I thought when it was time to stand before the church, <laughs> they're all going to vote vote me no. But I couldn't be all throw me like, be like, this woman does not deserve to be baptized. <laughs> Yeah. And so um, so I was really nervous, but everyone kind of liked me. And so it, it it passed. So I, I passed. And I remember for my baptism, all the girls had to wear like dresses and stuff like that. But of course, I didn't do that. I went and got me a robe made. 
Oh, girl, you know what I thought? I thought you were going to say, I was like, I thought you were going to say that you wore pants. I was like, come on now. I got a robe made. Everybody thought I had like one of them Jesus robes. I got one of these Jesus robes made. And then everybody was like, really, Jasmine, you just couldn't wear a skirt in the top like the rest of us. I was like, no, that's not what I'm going to say. But, you know, there was just some, I think there were some things that I had struggled with before. Just like, just some things that I just felt like, is that like, is that, is that, is that Bible or is that culture? Because oftentimes culture was just so heavy, heavily, heavily just entwined. Heavy. Yeah, that you're just like, that's not, that's not, that's not, that's not Bible. Where is it but, but, that from? But the reason, but I think the reason is that like, I know for my mom at least, and I, and I'm, pro- I'm probably sure you can say the same thing too, is that the church was the foundation and the identity of like, of, of my, of my parents. Like, like till this day, like, my mom, her identity is church, is being active in church, is being I active. Know. She is sad. Yes. yes, she's she's she takes pride in being in part of every 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 group <laughs> there is, group. every choir there is, every activity. If the church doors are open, she's there and she's there. One of she if she's not the first person, she's the second person after the pastor or whoever opens the door. Like she's very, very um this is her identity. So like, you know, like my mom is not out here doing brunches. She's not doing brunches. She's not doing dinners with friends. Her full identity is her church, her church people and being as her friends. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she takes her, pride in her pastor knowing that they yeah. can count on her. Sister Anna's going to be there. Say Anna's going to be in the place. There might not, No one else might not be there, but she will be there. She <laughs> but will. I will say this though. They are loyal to their yeah. churches mm-hmm. you know um you know we 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 grow up in a we're growing up in a time where oh did, i'm like mm, they're not playing enough they playing too much this kind of music so let me go to another church right has oh, right. um i like the way he preached last sunday i'm gonna go to another church whether they whether wait hold on the sun is shining very bright i ain't going to church today it's raining i'm not gonna do the church they loyal. today and that yeah. part, I'm always, I'm going to give them that rain or shine. Um, they're there and they're not as always fickle with their movement. From right. One church. To if I make, if, listen. If, if, if something's not the way they kind of want it to be, if that makes sense. It, they're still loyal. And like, I've learned and we know that if we plan something that is during a time that my mom is supposed to be at a church. Like we know not to plan. If we want my mom present, we know not to plan. So, I mean, obviously, if it's something that you know you can't, of course, of course, of course. but if it's like we're planning a birthday party and we plan this birthday party at a time where, where we know she has to be at church, she's like, um, why, why you, you guys, you know, supposed to, you guys know that this is the time that I do X Y Z, so I'm gonna do X Y Z and then I'll meet yeah, you. Maybe I'll see. <laughs> and maybe I'll meet you. <laughs> but my maybe. mom is very, very that identity. But let me, of but let me uh, ask you though, right? What would you say would probably be like one of like a memory, like from either one of these sectors of our lives growing up, right? This either liquor, like I like these, that you would want to pass down to your own kids. Hmm. That I would want to pass down to my own kids. Honestly, like I, I wish that I could pass down the community that I felt at Lakeley's. That's what's up. Like. My community from Legley's is still my community to this day. We are all in different states. We are in different cities, 
different walks, different areas, like, you know, some who are married, some who are not married, some who have kids, some who don't have kids, but we still share this connection. Like what, I think what we, we didn't realize how special it was oh, wow. until it was there. Cause we yeah. just thought that this was a all the time. This happens thing. at every church. This happened at every church. Like the fact that, you know how, you, when you have kids and especially growing up in the inner city, you have children and you want to make sure that they are in different activities. My parents couldn't afford to put me in ballet or this or that, but they could put me in church. And I would say that our church did a very good job of having activities for us. We had band. Shit, we, we, got had, we had this thing called Brigade, which is kind of like a Girl Scout, Boy like Scout. It's like a brigade. Like a brigade, we had that. We had, you know, our teen nights. T- what was it? TWC, TWC working for Christ. We had our TWC Fridays, and then we had stuff on quiet rehearsal on Saturdays and this Sunday. Lajeunesse on Sunday, right? And this kept us so. It kept me so busy, and it kept me without me knowing. Kept me just in the place to constantly getting the word of God while I was hanging out with my friends to the point where my church friends were my friends. Like I was going to school, but like kind of like Marshawn Lynch, I just was going because I want. I didn't want to get fined. This is where I needed to be. Like I had to go to school, but where I wanted to spend my time was at church with my people. And so I would love to give that same community to my to my to my children where they can learn about their Haitian culture, learn Creole, like we said, learn all of these things while learning about Christ, while building lifelong friendships. So if I could, Ligley's would be. And for all of my all of our peoples listening, I know I love y'all. So that's this is a special, special, special one for no. our peoples. No, no, no. I think I would definitely um have to agree with Kay on this. Like if I could give my kids um anything throughout those like I think the church part um because the church part is such a huge part growing up like Kay was saying like we were doing six to six um my mom was taking us to church on man we were going to church three times a week Sunday Wednesday Friday and that's where I would go hang out with friends like Kay <laughs> Yeah, sitting in the back, sitting in the back, learning, like reading books or whatever. Yeah. That's all. It'd be on Sundays that I would sit with my home, my my really good girlfriend Debbie. We used to sit in the back and talk about what was for dinner. Um, and we're still. Con- I just spoke to her yesterday. Um, and like Kay was saying, just the community, man. And and like you were saying, you're absolutely right, hands down. The friendships that I have today, majority of them stem from the church um like a good like I almost want to say 80 90 percent even are from our church family back home from the church where Kay and I are from and even though we are in different walks of lives and different seasons in our lives but when I think about how we like even for me how they've journeyed with me through the different phases of my life and they're still there like when I was like uh, like a teenager right then when I was in, then when I went away to college and I came back and then even when I was um even when I went through my breakups they were there I remember when I was single living in my apartment talking Tuesdays you know <laughs> yeah. we're in my apartment hanging out with our church fr- like our our church friends and then 
then married, then they're at my engagement. There, I mean, I still remember Blue was there to like pick me up to take me to my engagement. I'm sorry, we're just saying I'm saying names of just people that these are all part of my church family that I really that I really would love would love my kids to to see the beauty um that comes with just that kind of community that no matter what you're going through life like even I remember when we all started getting homes how we started going to each other's houses and blessing and praying for each other um just praying for each other in their homes like it was crazy how I started seeing us do the things that our parents were doing Right, right. Our in our own prepared. way. We put our own little twist in it. Our but we have prayer meetings at their house. Here we now are having prayer meetings at our house. And I really um, love that. Like the other day we went somewhere and my kids saw a mutual friend of ours, Lola, at mm-hmm. a um, picnic. And they were like, mommy, mommy. And they saw Leah, look, Lola. And I was like, yeah. And they like ran to her. So just even how um, my kids have, just like you said, getting our kids to kind of see the value of how you can create some amazing, like you said, lifelong um, relationships, man, that, that, that really look, is a blessing. You forgot one thing that, that, that whole thing we started a podcast, caught it us. We started a podcast. Like that stemmed from coming from there. It's just, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I think our, our culture is beautiful. The people are beautiful. It's so rich. It's so rich. Every time you think you know everything about the Haitian culture, you learn something new. It's so rich. And everyone's experiences are different. Like Absolutely. Jay and, Jay and I's experience are, is, are kind of similar because I think our people's, our parents' story is kind of the same in terms of maybe they didn't they didn't come from the same area of Haiti, Mark's but right. their story. You know, we from OCAP. I just want to throw that up in there. <laughs> The north, so, the north is in the middle. Yeah. So coming into this, coming into this country, it was similar, but someone else may have a different experience. But at the end of the day, let's call Lakai Legles. The words are still the same. The experiences are different. But those three L's. Those values. The values that come from those places are still the same still for all of us, no matter where we come from. And right. those are the things that make us who we are. As a, um, and that makes you connect once you meet another Haitian. You're like, okay, okay, like, you too, you too. <laughs> it's similar. Like for example, like my my cousin is a comedian. Another another um he went off another artsy thing that has nothing to do with his mom sending him to school <laughs> school for. But my cousin, and every time he does comedy about being Haitian, oh my god, or, or his or his um his his good friend success when they do comedy about doing Haitian uh, about being Haitian. And we're like, you see the comments and they're just like, did they all get, come from this? They all go to the same school. Did they, did they do the same thing? Like how, like he's doing my mom. Like, was he at my house? Who was it? I recently saw, oh my God. Again, those things that make us who we are. I think it might've been on um, La Union or the Union Suite. One of those, um, one of those Haitian um, IG pages. Yeah. They show They showed it said mom going to the airport for a flight at like mom's mom going to the airport for a flight that it was at 10 p 10 a.m. Mind you, it's like four o'clock in the morning. They already out there. Everybody knows if you have a Haitian parent and they're flying out of (laughs) they're flying to Haiti. I'm raising both hands because my mom does this all the time. The flight is at nine and she's like, I need to be at the airport at five o'clock. And you're like, why? Why? 
And let me tell you, she is up 430 dressed. (laughs) And she's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm ready to go. And And rushing you. You're like, your flight is at nine. It's at nine. It's five. Where are you going? Oh, and don't oh, let me make it even better. Don't let them say, oh, I gotta go weigh my bag before I get to the airport. I'd be like, why do you have all this stuff in here? When I recently traveled to Haiti, I literally went to Haiti with a backpack on my bag. A backpack. My cousins were like, who, who is this girl and where is she coming from? <laughs> that makes no sense. How you're coming to this country with a backpack on your bag. My, like, only if you're Haitian, are you cracking? Can you understand <laughs> the traveling thing and how, like, why do you have all this stuff packed? Why are you taking oil? Hold up. Why is oil? Can you travel with oil in your bag? Your Wait, bag. did you just come in with me? Like, all wrapped <laughs> up? Like, oh, yeah, you gotta wrap it in the black bag. You gotta wrap it in the black bag. coffee? Like, did you, did you, did you get coffee? What is this? Is this customs? How did you get through customs? How about them kicks you Don't ask no questions. And you just be like, <laughs> did you wrap this up? How did you get chocolate through here? Like, and not just chocolate for you, chocolate for you, chocolate for your neighbor, chocolate for their cousin, their brother. You be like, Listen, how you put up? My grandma used to travel. My grandma traveled between Haiti and Bahamas. So she had places in both. My grandma used to come, God, oh my gosh. My grandma used to come from Bahamas and come with conk for everybody. I don't understand. <laughs> Sis, how'd you do this? Is this legal? Did you, did customs see this? How did you get through customs with conk for everybody? You know, I ask no questions. Just go ahead and pass me my conk. I have no questions. Thank you. I am happy. <laughs> happy you made it through customs. Happy you made it through customs. And she would come with the Bahamian soda. Like, you know, like, you know, Bahamian soda. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not Bahamian, but I know there's like this soda that's really good. Somehow she got it all across. I don't know how. Don't that's know that's how. growing up Haitian, guys. That's growing up Haitians. Like, again, those stories that only, <laughs> those stories that make you laugh. That definitely make you um, celebrate and appreciate, really, like Kay was saying, just the richness of who we are, just the richness of the Haitian culture, the beauty of the culture, um, and just how we're, you know, like you you said, the more you think you know, like they would say, you have no idea. It's just so much to it, unraveling moment by moment, you know, as more and more people begin to share and embrace and and begin to celebrate all that makes us um, who we are. But um, that was awesome. This is a great episode. Airport, no, p- p- let me I'm packing for a trip to the airport. <laughs> my mom, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm just laughing because this happens all the time. Okay, because my mom, she does this all the time. It's like, Jasmine, I'm leaving. <laughs> I need to be out of here at five. I'm like, mommy, I bought the ticket. It says the flight is at nine fifteen. I don't care <laughs> at the airport. At 5.30. And I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> and then on top of that, you pack in a whole lot of stuff. And I'm like, and my mom doesn't, my mom has to get wheelchair assistance when she goes. And she's traveling by herself. I'm like, you really think someone needs to, why do you have all these bags? Why? But then you, you know, but the more and more you be like, oh man. Uh, my, my brother used to stress my parents out. For his flights, nothing to do with him. He had to. He would take flights to go to Atlanta because he was based in Atlanta, 
And he would stress my parents out because my brother would have a flight that's at 8 o'clock, 8 p.m., and it's 7, and he's chilling. And my mom is like, what? You're going to miss your flight. Like, by 5 o'clock, she's stressed. By 7, she stopped talking. But at 5, 4 o'clock, she's like, you're still here. Why are you still here? I don't understand why you're still here. So, yeah, they, they take those flights very, very seriously. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, Aunt Fam, this was just a um, just a very light episode. Um, I guess it's a two-part episode of us just sharing our, our first generation account of growing up Haitian um, by looking at those three major um, areas. What? L'école, la caille, and l'église. Um, translated what, Kay? School, home, church. <laughs> the three places that you can be. So you guys, if you, um, as usual, connect with us on share your stories. <laughs> share your stories. Yes, of course. Share your stories. We love to hear them. And even if you're not from, if your peoples are not from Haiti and from someplace else, sometimes those sim- those those first generation stories are similar oh, across yeah. cultures. Yeah. yeah. So share your stories. We'd love to hear them. Um, and check us up on check us out on Instagram at the Y'all Podcast. We, that's it for now so you guys have a great great week and keep living life his way bye, bye.